Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Playmaker. Hi, I'm Chloe, and this is The Playmaker. One story every day to make sense of the world of football. Today, the story of Bukayo Saka and the Twitter report. Back in September 2001, England pulled off a famous 5-1 win over Germany in a World Cup qualifier. And four days after that game, Bukayo Saka was born in Ealing, London. His Nigerian parents, who'd moved to the UK for work before he was born, named him Bukayo, which means adds to happiness in Yoruba. And since breaking into the Arsenal first team at just 17, he's done plenty of that. Saka's represented England at all youth levels and made his under-21 debut in September last year. And he impressed Gareth Southgate so much that he moved up to the full side less than a month later. And Saka was then included in the Euro 2020 squad. And being dropped into a tournament at the age of 19, it might have been too much for some players, but Saka says he wasn't necessarily surprised that it happened. Instead, he said he just wanted to leave a better player than he came. And his performances were so good, he played 273 minutes at Euro 2020 and became the youngest ever England player to be handed a start in the semi-final of a major tournament. And the problem with with England is who's going to play. But when they come into the team, they've got to show why they should be in the starting lineup. And I think he's learnt a lot about the next game now because the way Saka played today, Mm. he can't be dropped. He was absolutely outstanding. Now, you know where I'm heading though, don't you? No matter how impressive his performances were, the memory we were all left with was when Saka missed the decisive penalty for England in the final versus Italy. And he said that he knew what awaited him on social media immediately after that miss. In truth, so did we. England's defeat has sent an expectant nation into mourning, but a minority of fans resorted to creating trouble. Three English players have been targeted with racist abuse on social media following their miss in the penalty shootout. England players Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford and Bukayo Saka were all targeted. His accounts were bombarded with racist comments. And while lots of people condemned the abuse, they were also quick to say people were hiding behind anonymous accounts or sending abuse from outside of England. They said it was a shame a minority had spoiled things for the supportive majority and that if Twitter had insisted on ID verification for all accounts, the problem would be smaller. And for a while now, social media companies have been under pressure to address the abuse. A recent statement from Twitter dispelled some of the myths that had emerged in the aftermath of those missed penalties, and they said that their systems had removed 1,622 abusive tweets during the final and 24-hour period afterwards. In looking to find a greater level of understanding about the users that were suspended as a result, Twitter revealed that the vast majority of the tweets had originated in England, and 99% of the accounts involved were not anonymous, which also meant ID verification wouldn't have helped. But of course, for Bukayo Saka, the damage had been done, and Troy Townsend from Kick It Out thinks that the statement doesn't go nearly far enough. 
their recent statement kind of, you know, alludes to data. It alludes to, you know, verification process and why it wouldn't it wouldn't have stopped the abuse. It also alludes to the fact that, you know, we still have issues in this country in regards to racism, but it never really offers the solutions that 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 we need. I just think it's a poor reflection on a platform who have basically allowed, you know, racism, other forms of discrimination to flourish on their platforms without ultimately condemning it. You know, if I hear another word of we condemn on our on our platforms and, and Saka himself released a heartfelt statement a few days after the final and he too firmly placed the blame at the door of the social media companies and he said they'd not done enough to stop the messages in the first place. And it might seem now time has passed that the storm surrounding the England team has died down but players are still being singled out in subtle ways. An article in the Times recently mentioned the fact that both Saka and Raheem Sterling earn £90,000 a week as a comparison to what an elite children's football tutor would cost for one year in Dubai. Now, both of these footballers have already been subject to other articles in other newspapers that highlight how much they've spent on a house, for example. So what does the Twitter report really tell us? Well, it's clear that racism towards footballers on social media isn't going to be eradicated simply by identifying the offending tweets and handing out bans, and the football community and the social media companies need to take more responsibility and work together to solve the problem. As for Saka, well, he's clearly an optimistic young man and he believes that love always wins. And as if to prove his point, Tottenham fans, who of course are bitter rivals with Arsenal, gave Saka a standing ovation in a friendly match and they also displayed a banner which read North London stands with Bukayo Saka and all players against racism and discrimination. Saka comes in. It's a nice reception here, Bukayo Saka. So maybe Saka's right. In the end, the spirit of solidarity in football might well win out over the abuse, but what's clear is this. At the moment, the social media companies are losing their battle against the sport's darker side and caught in the crossfire are some of its brightest, most empathetic young stars. Thanks for listening to The Playmaker with me, Chloe Beresford. It's a brand new podcast here at Tortoise. That's where I'm a football writer. And we'll talk about football's magic moments, what could have been, what should have been, and what nearly was. But most of all, we'll tell stories. To hear more podcasts from Tortoise, why not subscribe to The Sensemaker? One new story every day to make sense of the world. Available now on all podcasting platforms. Today's episode was written by me, Chloe Beresford, and produced by Amy Harper. The Playmaker. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.